Hey, Davin, let's uh, let's keep talking about uh, what we talked about last time. You want to kind of give a quick summary and catch everybody up on where we left off? Yeah, you know, we were talking about this idea of knowing when to hold on to something and knowing when to let go. And it certainly you know, transcends personal life and professional life because those things are so closely intertwined. And, you know, I think we, we talked a lot about, you know, some of your your background relative to the 2008 economic crisis and how your mindset as not just a, a business leader, but as a man was tested and had to change right. over time. Right. Um, and then we, we got into some you know conversations about my upbringing as well. And I think where we left off was this idea of, of mentorship. Right. Right. And, and for me, that is such a profound topic because again, you know, grew up by and large for the most part of my life without, without a strong father figure, you know? And, and so what I knew was, was pushing ahead. What I knew was getting, was just applying grit and determination and perseverance to every situation. Right. You know, but what that causes is a very tough shell. Right. Mm -hmm. And it creates, it causes a lot of calluses. Right. right. And, and, the same confidence that gets you through those situations can turn into not just ignorance, but arrogance about your ability to get through stuff as well. Right. And, you know, that was when I came to work here, I didn't realize what bringing you, you know, you and I've knew each other for years, but bringing you into my life, not just as a boss, but as a mentor would deliver to me. And that I've seen that, especially over the last couple of years in, in my personal life is, you know, me coming to you even outside of business conversations and saying, you know, hey Tim, there's some stuff going on at home. You know, I'm, I'm struggling through some stuff or whatever. And what I expected to hear was, "Yeah, man, you got this. You're doing it all right." And what <laughs> I what I what I got was exactly what I needed, mm -hmm. which was you challenging what I believed about the the situation, right? And ultimately, helped me make what I believed was the right decision for myself and and for my family. But had it not been for a mentor type situation that you and I are lucky enough to have. I don't know if I would have ended up making the right decisions because again, I'm locked, I'm loaded. I know what to do. I've been right. doing this, this crap for, for 38 years now. I can make the right decision. And yeah. mentors are huge. They are. And, and you know, one of the things I'd recommend to our listeners uh, and our viewers is if you don't have a mentor that will kick you in the butt, they're not a mentor, then you've got the wrong person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we talk before about tough love, and, uh, you know, you need someone that can both encourage you, but also put their foot in your butt and, and remind you that you're good enough. You can do this, you know, get out there and make it happen again. You know, one, one of the things, uh, I don't know if, did you listen to the, uh, the podcast that Rogan did with Jewel? Did you listen to that? Yeah. I listened to about half of it. Yeah. So I don't know if you got to the part, it was a, like a long three hours and 45 minutes, probably one of the most interesting people I've ever heard in my life incredible story, incredible life. I mean, just unbelievable. And if you haven't listened to that, even if you're not a big fan of Rogan or whatever, listen, Rogan doesn't, he doesn't talk five minutes in three hours and 45 minutes. It's all her telling her story. But I can remember one of the things that really hit me and she was really down. She was living in a car. Um, she was homeless. She was literally stealing things, stealing clothes, stealing food just to survive. And, um, you know, she was in a deep, dark place and she was considering ending her life. And uh, she walked down the beach. She was out in San Diego. And she walked down the beach and she sat there for, she was like six or seven hours. I can't remember exactly what it was. But, but she said, I remember seeing the tide come in and the tide going back out. And the tide coming back in again. And she was like, okay, that's consistent. The tide always goes out and the tide always comes in. My life is like the ocean. And that right now, 
the tide's out, right? But the tide's going to come back in and tomorrow's a new day. And if I keep pushing and if I keep pressing and I keep trying that my time will come. And, you know, it wasn't very long after that. She started kind of playing gigs here and there. And, and, um, I think the story was, it was kind of off the beaten path. There was a lady who had a coffee shop that wasn't doing well. And she'd put signs up that she was going to close it or told her she was going to close it. And so she said, Hey, what if I come play? Will you stay open for three months if we kind of go into business together and that, you know, I want to play and try to pe bring people in and you give me free coffee and I get, you know, the tips and whatever else. And she agreed to do that. She started playing and people started coming. And, you know, months later she had agents there, record companies trying to sign her. And she was like, it was such a drastic turn between standing out there at the ocean, watching the tide, contemplating my life or ending my life and thinking about those tide, that tide coming in and out to me deciding the tide's going to be back for me. It's going to come back in for me and starting to do something about it. And then, you know, it wasn't too much long after that she signed one of the most lucrative contracts in record history um, in her betting on herself and taking the long-term approach rather than the money up front and turned out to be, as most people know, very, very successful financially as well, as well as a musician. But it all came from that moment, right? It came from that moment at the ocean with that tide coming in and out for her mindset to kick in and say, okay, if the ocean, if it happens to the ocean, it can happen to me. And an encouraging thing for me about these times when you're, you're in pain, you're in a down place, you're in a tough place, whether that's uh, through relationships or financially or your business or whatever you're trying to do, right? You're an athlete and, you know, you didn't make it, didn't make the finals or whatever it is. You know, th there's a point where you're going to have to make a decision. And that's, do I continue to go forward and do I continue to go on? Or is it time for me to bail on this? I don't have all the answers for when to bail, but I do know this. I know that when that what you're fighting for no longer seems worth it and it's not worth fighting for anymore, then you have to think about it and you have to sit down with someone other than yourself and think through that and before you make the decision to bail and say, am I doing the right things? Have I thought this out? Have I done everything I can possibly do? You and I had that discussion one time. Mm -hmm. You know, don't ever make a decision to bail on something unless you've done everything you can possibly do so that when you do make that decision, you can do it with a peaceful mind. Yeah. And you can do that with a, a clear head, with a, a peaceful heart, and say, you know what? I can, it's still going to hurt, but I can move on from this knowing that I literally did everything I could. Well, and I don't know if there's a better metaphor for relationships, especially than the tide going in and out, right? Yeah. Like to believe that in a relationship, whether it's personal, professional with your wife or with a work partner or whomever, that that tide's always going to be in yeah. and that things are always going to go well, yeah. then you're, you're delusional, right? Yeah. Or, or if it's always been in, then it's, it's going to go out at some point in a really, really big, a way, big way, right? Yeah. Or maybe it is out and you just haven't realized it yet. Um, you know, and, and I think knowing when to let go is largely based on is the other person reciprocating the effort, right? right? It's, it's pretty easy to move a couch, Tim, mm -hmm. if one person lifts from one end and one person lifts from the other and you work in concert together. If you find yourself constantly lifting your end and trying to, to move it and the other person is barking orders at you about where to move it, then 
it's going to be awful hard to be right. able to successfully move that furniture. And that's the same way with, with any relationship, right? Whether, uh, you know, whether you have somebody at work that you're trying to develop, right? If they're trying really hard and they're not getting it right, then maybe there's, there's a, there's a skill gap in there that you can mm -hmm. bridge. But if you're trying to lift one side of the couch and that person is on the other end saying that it's not fair that they have to lift their end, mm -hmm. then maybe you have the wrong employee, right? Right. Yep. Or the wrong business partner. Right. Or sometimes you're in the wrong relationship. If you're the only one trying and you feel that, that as though the other person isn't trying, then you need to take a strong look at letting that relationship go right. because you're going to get tired over time, right. right? Not just physically tired, but emotionally and mentally and spiritually exhausted from being the only one putting in that level of effort. Now, caveat to that is, again, this is where mentorship comes, comes into play and it's so important because just because you have this perception as though you're the only one trying doesn't necessarily mean that you are. And there's a lot of tough questions that you have to ask of yourself and be open to the input from others in order to answer that question genuinely. Because I think we're also predisposed to believe that we do things better than we do and others do things worse than they actually do. So I think it's a good metaphor, but again, that's the difficulty of this type of conversation is there's no absolute. Right. It's so nuanced. And once again, one more reason to have a mentor to have, and in the situation of you have a relationship issue, you know, mentors are great, but you know, counselors are even better. Mm -hmm. um, mentors are typically friends. Having a friend tell you how great you are and that you're right is probably not the best idea. Having a third party look at things with um, a little bit uh, slanted head with really that really happened. That's really what's going on um, is really good to be questioned. Right. So I'm going to say the only caveat to any of those things is kids. So think about this um, is you've got kids. I've got older kids. And, you know, you don't get that reciprocation back. And no. there's times where you want to do the right thing and you're trying so hard, like everything within you, probably the hardest thing you've ever done. And, uh, and man, those kids could care less, right? Because their perspective and their mindset's different because they're seeing things only through their eyes. And so if you're a parent and you've got kids, especially young kids, get ready, there's going to be those times and the things we're talking about of holding and folding. Hey, you can hold, but it's a very rare occasion where you can fold <laughs> a kid. Right. Um, but those are different in that having a mentor that's been there that has had kids that can tell you some stories that will make you feel better about your situation is also very good. But know that that's probably one of the only differences you're going to find with the kids and that they're never going to pull their own weight. Right. Until they get older. Yeah. Their, their brains aren't formed enough to even know that they're not pulling, pulling their own weight. Right. Like yeah. it's like trying to argue with a toddler, sometimes literally trying to argue with a toddler. And, you know, you've offered me a lot of perspective in that area too, about how to be a better parent. And it's, you know, even when you don't want to listen or you want to provide answers to shut up and listen, right. right? Let your kids at least know that they're heard and that right. they're understood. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't have to provide all the answers, but you can provide if nothing else, a listening ear, because I think that is probably the only absolute relationship in life where there's no such thing as folding. Right. And I, you know, I, it's been cool too, because you've been through so much in the last two years that you've learned we're having, this, I think we were having this discussion in our office, maybe yesterday is you've learned the ability and the skill of how to ask questions and how to ask questions to a person to help them understand, figure out what the answer is. And uh, one of the things I'm really impressed with what you're doing with your son, who's 16, right? 17, 17 yeah. now is 
ask him the right questions so that he comes to a realization for himself of how to think about this. And, you know, I think about, you know, if I was that age and I can, we can all put ourselves in his shoes, right? We've all been there. We've all thought the same things. We've all, I mean, you know, 16, 17 year old boy is about as difficult as a 19 year old girl. Yeah. Right? And so when you deal with that, learning how to ask the right questions so that they can figure out it from figure out what those answers are for themselves, even if they don't tell you at the time, for them to think and ponder on it is a really good skill to learn. So, you know, when you go when to hold, when to fold, you can't really fold on the kids. <laughs> if I didn't fold on, on Peyton Marceau, then, then nobody can <laughs> you fold. Can't fold. You know, right. and, and again, I, I raised that kid by myself for, you know, for yeah. from yeah. 17 months till the age of almost yeah. six completely by myself. So, yeah. you know, if I didn't literally fold them up and throw them in a dumpster, then, then, then nobody can give up on their kids. But in, in all seriousness, I think one of the most impactful things that was told to me was probably what, two and a half years ago when I was sitting talking to my older brother, mm-hmm. my older brother, Ryan, mm-hmm. probably my best friend in the entire world. And we were sitting on my mom's back patio and I was talking to him about, you know, kind of what's going on in life. And he's like, you know, Davin, he's like, the only thing that I want you to consider is what would 80 year old Davin tell 40 year old Davin? Yeah. And what wisdom would he give you? What, you know, slap across the face, what do you want to give you? You know, make sure that you can, you can answer that question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like, like I, I, like I can and not get them all right. And nobody expects to get everything right. But, you know, to be able to hold your head high at the end of the day and say that I made the right decision, whether it's to hold on to a relationship or whether it's to let go of a relationship mm-hmm. for the betterment of those around you and the betterment of yourself, but be able to answer it, be able to not be able to answer it in, in, in a crowd, mm-hmm. but be able to answer it when you're in laying in bed, room, yeah. when you're laying in bed at two o'clock right. in the morning with nothing but your thoughts. Cause I can't remember that, that quote that no matter, no matter what we all sleep alone. Right. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And one of the things I like about that is it helps you see the big picture, right? Is, you know, I'm 55 now, 55. Yeah. 55. Yeah. 55. Yeah. Plus or minus. I have to think about it. Think about that for a minute. A couple, a little bit older than you are. So one of the things that, that I've learned as I'm getting older is that I look back on my life and all the things that took place, positive and negative, have made me who I am. And when you're in those dark, deep, painful places, boy, I know it's hard, but know that it will pass, right? That, that things will happen in your life that are, that tide's going to come back in, right? And know that it was going to come back in. It doesn't feel like it is the moment but it is going to come back in and whatever you're going through is going to help make you who you are. So, you know, you talked about, you know, being confident in that shell, a shell's great until it gets broken. And then underneath it, it's just gush. Right. And so when we go through those difficult times in our life, those things build muscle and they build mental muscle. They build heart muscle, soul muscle, spiritual muscle, right? So that when you do have a shell, and it gets cracked, it doesn't go all the way through because there's muscle under there holding it back. And you can heal that, right? And when you're younger, it's hard because you have nothing but that shell. And so as you go through life, as you as you experience life, it makes you tougher, it makes you harder, but it also makes you better. And I've told this many, many times, is I think the smartest, smartest people in the world are those 75, 80, 85-year-old men at the feed store, you know, sitting around those old... You, you grew up in rules like I did yep. and those guys sitting around the feed store and those old metal chairs that creak and squeak when they're, and they're talking, they're wearing hats and you know, they've kind of lit they're retired and they've kind of lived their life. 
and the stuff that those guys have been through and the, the wisdom that comes out of their mouths and their minds is just unbelievable because they had to figure it out on their own. All those guys didn't have mentors. They didn't have people they could lean on. They had to figure it out themselves. And that's what I've learned, that those are the guys you want to go talk to. Those are the guys that you want to sit down and buy them an orange Fanta or whatever, right? And say, hey, tell me about, let me tell you what I'm going through and tell me what you've experienced like that. You're going to get some pieces of wisdom from those guys or those ladies or whoever it is that you can't get anywhere else. You can't get them from a therapist. You can't get them from a counselor. You can't get them from a friend. Those kind of people can really tell you because they've been through that. They've had those times where, you know, they were hungry and didn't think they'd ever eat again. And food came. Conversely, think about somebody that's their same age, but sits on their, you know, their, their front porch and yells at people who walk on the grass. Right. Right. They have been through the same level of experiences and depth of experiences as those, those, those old men that will sit around and tell you stories at the feed store. They just chose to internalize all of it. They're the ones that, that built up that shell that was so thick and so callous that at a certain point in life, they don't let, let anybody else through. Right. And just right. become bitter and angry. Right. And and for me, you know, like, thankfully I was able to make that transition early enough to where hopefully when I'm, you know, when I'm old and gray and at your age, like I'll be able to sit at a feed store and give away some <laughs> of that knowledge and some of that wisdom rather than, you yeah. know, I'm I'm still alive. when you do that, I hope I'm still alive. I'll come over and hang out. Rather than fussing at people about staying on the grass, you know? Yeah. And, and again, I think one thing that's so cool is a lot of times like those types of guys, like what they talk about was those long, loving, lasting relationships that they had in their lives. Yeah. Like think about how many of them just gush about their wives of 40 years or 20 years or five years or, stuck with or 70 years and, those and, times, and stuck yeah. with it, right? And you know, whether they're alive or, or whether they've passed, they just, they gush about that type of person, right? And that's how you know, that's that affirmation of, you know, fight like hell if yeah. you can. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And, and it, I'm certain, I'm certain that those relationships weren't easy every step of the way. And, you know, maybe that was their second or the wife or their third wife or whatever, but they found <laughs> something that was worth hanging on to maybe by mm-hmm. letting go of something that wasn't worth hanging right, on to. Right. Right. I think maybe that's a good way to wrap this up is, you know, when you're going through those times and that tide is out, I love what you said, fight like hell, fight like hell and keep fighting until it's just not, it's, it's doesn't make sense. And someone helps you through that and say, it doesn't make sense you need to go find another battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, don't give up. Fight like hell. Get somebody that's going to kick you in the butt and uh, make it happen. I love it. It's good, man. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah, it was a fun one. We'll uh, do it again sometime. What do you say? Yeah, maybe in like a week or so. Yeah, maybe so. All right. All right <laughs> unless, thank you. unless I, oh, sorry to interrupt, but unless I, unless uh, you don't make it, <laughs> unless on, we on crash plane, on that 50 knot yeah. crosswind on approach tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great way to end this. Thank you. <laughs> hey, but um, if you guys uh, that are listening, be sure and, uh, and subscribe to us. We'd love to have you guys uh, give us some feedback in the comments. Now that we have YouTube channel, we get comments there. It's a lot easier there. So uh, give some comments and maybe ask some questions or more than that, give us some of your experiences. Give us some of the things that you've been through or some of the ideas of how you got through some of this stuff. Um, you know, I don't have to give any details on YouTube, but you know, give us some ideas of, of, of mindsets that you've used or, or maybe a mentor that has helped you or just anything to help us. So we'd love to have something back from you guys too. Love it. Thanks so much. All right. See you next time. time. Yes, sir. Bye.